And we are live here on this show. Let's get ready to pod here on 99 Pod. It's not 1999 anymore, and believe it's not. So won't y'all like and subscribe to the channel because it's going down, my friends, okay? It's going down, literally. I mean, it's raining cats, dogs, hippopotamuses, I mean, elephants, gorillas out here. It's pouring in New York City, okay? So I hope everybody is, you know, safe. You know, everybody can't stay home. Everybody got to move and do what they do and move and groove out here. But be careful, okay? And I hope that those who are locked into their homes tuning in because um, it's going down, man. We got a lot of content coming your way. So you don't want to miss it, all right? So, um, yeah, I mean, we got a lot to talk about today. Obviously, the Dame trade. We got to talk about the game last night. We got some picks of the week. We got to take for 99. And we got a fight tomorrow. Okay, a fight tomorrow is going down. Jamel Charlo, Jamal Charlo versus Canelo Alvarez. And we also got week four kicking off, which actually kicked off last night, but it's going full throttle on Sunday. So it's going to be a fun day, even though it's a rainy day, because we didn't come to play today. And I got my co-hosts on the show right now with me. And I'm going to pass over the mic to my guy, Zay. Good vibes. What's the vibes looking like? You can't stop the rain. Listen, man, it's raining like crazy out here. It makes zero sense. But, you know, happy Friday, everybody. Glad everybody is able to tune in, watch the show. We have a lot of content. Before I pass the mic to Freddie, please like and subscribe to the channel. We are working hard out here. Freddie, talk to us. How's it feeling? Listen, man, I made it. I'm here. It's week four. I'm finally on. I got to be on more consistent. Y'all going to see it. It's coming down. But I got a lot to say clearly. I haven't been on since the NFL season kicked off. So I got a lot to talk about. I got to take for 99 cents. And, yes, it's raining cats and dogs, but I'm going to be raining them statistics on y'all in a minute. <laughs> now, it's funny because, um, Zay, you show you in the right place, brother. You hit that note pretty good, man. Maybe you need to be on American <laughs> Idol or something like that, bro. Maybe that's the wrong place for you to be. Okay? But I guess you're going to prove me wrong with this first topic that we have because I'm going to throw it right your way. You know, Damian Litter was traded to the Bucks. All right, so we got to talk about that historic, big, massive trade. Does the shocking Damian Lillard three-team trade make the Bucks NBA Finals favorites, say? Talk to me. Um, I don't think so. Um, I think Drew Holiday was a big proponent of what the Milwaukee Bucks did. Um, they allowed, He allowed them to be able to play more honest on defense. They didn't have to shade over. They didn't have to defend multiple people um, simultaneously. They didn't have to double or triple anybody. I think in this case, you know, Drew Holiday, losing Drew Holiday, Losing a guy like Grayson Allen, guys who are very gritty defenders, um, is going to be tough to to fix, you know, within that that Bucks organization, you know. And I think, you know, when you add a prolific score like Damian Lillard, you know what he comes, what he brings on the basketball court. You know, you're going to get a, a bevy of threes. You know, you're going to get a lot of shot attempts. You're going to get a lot of tough baskets made. But the issue with that is, there's going to be a lot of tough shots taken, and there may be a lot more misses than makes. So it's going to be a situation where the Milwaukee Bucks decided to go with prolific offense opposed to prolific defense my personal opinion um i'm a guy who believes that defense is majority hustle a lot of hustle plays and drew holly the top five defender in the league and that puts somebody like that um puts the milwaukee bucks on a different plateau when you take them away from that team you see a lot of the different scars that the milwaukee bucks have on defense that drew holly drew holly made up for so it's going to be an interesting um, situation now that once they won that um, championship, you know, remember they had P.J. Tucker, a really good defender. They had Drew Holly, really great defender. And then Chris Middleton was like another good defender, but he's not the same caliber as those two guys. 
So now that Drew Holiday is gone, Grayson Allen is removed from that team, we'll really see what this team has defensively. Now, making baskets, I have no concern about that whatsoever. But can the Milwaukee Bucks defend with the best of them in this Eastern Conference? That is something I am looking forward to seeing. Hmm. All right, Cuzzo. And I'll say I'll circle back to you later to give me that team who is the favorites. But, um, Cuzzo, what's okay. going on? Okay. Uh, the Milwaukee Bucks, the favorites. Wasn't they the favorites without Dame Lillard? You know what I'm saying? Like, they've been the favorites for, like, the past three years. So are they the favorites now? Yeah, this is easy. And I'm explaining to you why. And Zay, everything you said defensively makes sense. But let me tell you where the little nuance, what you're missing. Dame could finish games. And that's what they was missing. Dame could finish games. They need someone that can offset Giannis' dominance down low from the outside. They need that guy. Right, because Giannis cannot control the offense. The offense can go through Giannis, but he can't control the offense. Now that you got Dame who can control an offense and play through Giannis if need to, they're going to be very difficult to defend playoff basketball, fourth quarter basketball. And that's where they was always missing. We always knew Milwaukee was a really good put-together team, very well defensive team and offensively. But when playoff time came, they had struggled scoring points in the fourth quarter. And this is the answer. And just to be fair and clear, before Drew Holiday got there, they was a top uh, defensive team. You see how big they are on the back end? They got Giannis. They got Brooke Lopez. They got Bobby Porter. These are some big dudes, rim protectors. When you got rim protectors like that, you can play the jump shot because if somebody get by you, you got people that's going to defend. So they was just going to be a, def a good defensive team anyway. Now, they're not going to be a better defensive team when they lose a uh, Holiday. But they're still going to be a good one. But they're going to be able to finish games offensively instead of Giannis. If you don't have this explosive 50-point game, they can't win. Now, Pitt Middleton in his right spot. He's a third best player on a championship team. Okay? So you got Middleton now in his right spot. You got Dame as the second best player. You got Giannis as the best player. They are the favorites in the East. I don't trust Boston. What, do you trust them? I don't. I don't trust them. I don't trust Boston at all. Okay? I don't trust Miami. Okay, you trust Miami? Because I don't trust Miami. And clearly we know Miami is gritty and tough and Jimmy Butler, I get all that. It's not that I, I, not that I'm herbing Miami. Not that I'm going against Miami. I don't trust them to consistently go back to championship play. I don't. They don't have the talent. They got the grit, but they don't got the talent. They got the culture, but they ain't got the talent. Milwaukee got the talent, and I'm standing by Milwaukee. Favorites in the East. Dame Dallas. Yeah, yeah I think for me, right, I'm going to answer this question like this. The Milwaukee Bucks are the favorite if, and I'm going to explain where the if mm. comes into play here, right? Now, we can't ignore the contributions that Drew Holiday has left this team, especially defensively. Mm -hmm. He was definitely crucial to the championship team that won the championship a couple of years ago, and you're losing a player like that who prioritizes defense, and I get all that. But when you look at the Eastern Conference, Boston lost two key defenders and Grant Williams and Marcus Smart that brought a level of toughness and grit to that team that they have to replace as well. Miami mm -hmm. lost a couple shooters that were snipers in the playoffs to teams in free agency as well. So they got worse. Now, Boston, did it get better? Did it get worse? That's up for debate. But, Zay, if you were saying defense is the issue here, then you got to look at Boston as well because I understand they have their size and all that, and Chris Stops is one of those guys that you don't want to – get to in the, in the paint area because he could block his shot and all that. But, I mean, at the same time, you're losing grit. 
you know, Marcus Smart, defensive player of the year. You're losing those yep. guys. You're losing those guys as well. So the reason why I say if is because when you start off with Milwaukee, right, and you look at this team on paper, Dame and Giannis have the opportunity to be one of the best one-twos in the NBA, okay? Because when you think about it, how do you defend the Bucs? How did you defend the Bucs pre-Dame, pre-Dame trade? Well, you do the bodies and you do the wall at Giannis to stop him at the point of attack. Now you combine that with an individual that has one of the best exterior games in basketball that can shoot from Hail Mary range. Literally, you combine that, it's going to be hard to stop. So how do you stop that? Who do you turn your attention to? It's going to be hard to stop. Now, the reason why I say if is because Drew Holiday is still available to go to a championship contending Ooh. team. And pending where he goes, he could actually balance things out. For example, Boston, who I just talked about, who lost Grant Williams and Marcus Smart. If they're able to get a guy like Drew Holiday, who we know is calling my phone right now, but it's all good. And being able to get a guy like Drew Holiday, even though he's calling my phone again, it's all good. You plug him into the into the team, and now he replaces some of that defense that you lost while giving Boston that playmaking guard that they need for this team to succeed. That's fair. Right? So I'm going to say, yes, they are the favorites pending. And I'm going to leave it at that. That's fair. You know, I think um, there's one team I think that combats Milwaukee uh, tremendously, and that's the Cleveland Cavaliers. I know they just lost to the Knicks in that first round, but when you look at their team, they're made to play against a team like Milwaukee now more than ever. Um, there's no guard on that team Milwaukee has that could defend um Caris, I mean um excuse me Darius Garland or Donovan Mitchell um and that was something that was like, giving them trouble during the season um they was playing against teams that had multiple wings multiple guards that were defending them um at a high level and that that prohibited Donovan Mitchell and Darius Garland to have those prolific games that we've seen them have throughout the entirety of the season now when you if they go against a Milwaukee in the playoffs there's no guarantee that um. Uh, Chris Middleton could stop Donovan Mitchell. There's no guarantee that Darius Garland cannot um, give Dame 20 to 30 points per game. And it's going to force the Milwaukee to have to exert Giannis even more to defend all around the court, which takes away from his game even more more now than ever. Because now Giannis is going to be asked to do way more than he's ever been asked to do um, since the when Drew Holiday got there and now that he's gone from that time period. So now, um, in that in that regard, I feel like the Cavaliers are primed to take over the East as the NBA Finals favorites because now they have that um, advantage over a lot of different teams in the in that Eastern Conference. Yeah, I really? mean, <laughs> yo, Coach, I got to jump in. Now, nah, go ahead, Hold go on. ahead. Really, I don't believe in Donovan Mitchell like that. Although he's dynamic, because he have not proven it in the playoffs in his history since he's been in the league. But Giannis have been extending himself. He was a defensive player of the year. He's capable of doing that, but I don't think he's going to have to do that. No disrespect. Donovan Mitchell and Garland, they have to prove themselves. I'm not going to pit them over Giannis and Dane. I'm just not going to do that. Right? They have to prove themselves. I've seen Donovan Mitchell come up smaller in the playoffs over the years. Against, you, against Dallas years ago when he was on Utah, it happened over and over again. Donovan Mitchell, no disrespect. He's not that guy. And I say, yet. Maybe eventually he'll be that guy. Maybe eventually he won't. But right now, I have yet to see him being the guy where he's leading the team to be the favorites in any conference, okay? Especially against an MVP like Giannis, especially since an established offensive player like Dane. No way, no how. Cleveland won't even be the third or fourth on my boat. No disrespect to them. No, I mean, I get yeah, that. Yeah, I mean. Oh, go ahead, go ahead, Lou. 
Nah, I mean, look, when you talk about the Cleveland Cavaliers in the playoffs, I mean, you know, it was at times where it was a Donovan Mitchell show and it was only him. And I'm like, don't you got a sidekick in Darius Garland? Where he at? So at the end of the day, they have a lot to prove over there. I think for me, yeah. I mean, you have to go with the Bucks right now because they were the favorites to win at the very moment. And they just added one of the best scores the league has seen. Right. All right. So like you have to put them there, but I think Boston is pending because like I said, Drew Holiday right. is still available. And if Boston is able to get up on that, then it will make them more lethal, especially defense. They'll be able to basically fill a void that they left or they lost where Marcus Smart and Grant Williams left. And you talk about offensively, they can keep up because for example, you talk about Chris Stas and his ability to space the floor from three. I'm not sure Brooke Lopez is going to be on the court. So he might not even be able to stay on the, on the court because of his spacing. So like I said, I think Boston is right there, but you have to go with Milwaukee here. But like I said, if they're able to take Drew Holiday, I think we can circle back to this conversation and lean towards I, Boston. I, I, told, I, I totally agree with that take just based off of they added another player. As currently constructed, I'm just taking Milwaukee. So I, I got you if. I got it. You know, I think there's one other team you need to talk about, and it's on Lil's wall. If Drew Holiday decides to go to the New York Knicks, yeah. the, the Knicks decide to go and trade Drew Holiday for Drew Holiday, that changes the dynamic of the Eastern Conference. Because... We'll talk about it, Zay. It's coming up. We got it. But yeah. <laughs> listen, it's it's a discussion. I mean, I, I don't want to go into it yet, but we we could talk about it when, when we're ready. But you know, uh, we get back into that trade. You know, Damian. I was shocked that Damian Lillard was moved to Milwaukee, but not so because of him going to Milwaukee, but because of the Suns being including in that trade and trading DeAndre Ayton. For um, Yusuf Nurkic, I mean Nurkic Yusuf, uh, you know the center from the Portland going over to uh, to Phoenix, mm-hmm. and you know Phoenix actually stacked up a lot of players as well. They added um a couple players at that. They added Grayson Allen, Yusuf yeah. Nurkic. They added Nasir Little, Keon Johnson. So it went from a team the Suns was just three top heavy players to adding depth, depth little by little by little sneakily, and you know it, mm-hmm. it kind of it shocked him like whoa they was able to offload DeAndre Ayton. Um, you know, because there was a lot of issues on that roster. Everyone knows it. He knew it. He wasn't being included on the offense. He wanted to be on the team that he gets more touches. He gets more, um, I guess, offensive possessions. The ball running through him, and um, you know, it was, it was issues for the last two years. We thought it was only him and Monty Williams, and clearly it's not. It was an organizational thing, and he got moved right. on. And then now the Suns team just has built depth throughout the entire roster. So now they're a team that's very interesting in the Western Conference. They already were favorites to win the finals in the West, but now even more so than ever, I'm starting to believe little by little that they can do it because now they got guys that can back up their starters. So you're not going to have to see KD, Bradley Beal, and Devin Booker play 45 minutes a game. You might actually see some, get some rest on the bench. And then their bench players able or role players able to, you know, to keep scoring. So this Dame trade, it was shocking to say the least because Miami, Definitely push their hand, like go out there and try to find a better trade and shoot. You guys, you can see it clearly. They found one. I got a question, right? Within this question, it's regard to Dane. Who do y'all think is the biggest winner and loser, real quickly? Because it's not really a topic that is presented, but I do want to circle to that conversation. Who do y'all think is the biggest winner and loser of this trade? And, you know, cuz if you want to start us off, by all means. Uh-huh. I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm 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 tagging team in Zay right now. I think the biggest winner was Phoenix, and as great as Dame is to go to Milwaukee, like I said before, Milwaukee was the favorite anyway. This gave Phoenix depth, okay. And you know I'm not a big Kevin Durant fan, but clear when you got that big three and now they got some depth, 
this team potentially going to training camp together could be really, really dangerous. Biggest winners, biggest losers was Portland. Just to make it clear. I, I disagree. I actually disagree. I think Portland is the biggest winner because with this trade, they was able to go younger and cheaper. Because when right. you talk about it, those are the things that you want to do when fully right. embracing a rebuild is to go younger and cheaper. Right. They all well, they... good, good. real quick, cousin. But think about it though. But Portland is not on the level of winning a championship right now. And see, that's how our view is biggest winner and loser. You think in long term, but long term is not guaranteeing a championship team. But they, they know they're not going to go for a championship. they embracing right, the rebuild. It. That's why they traded Dane. Right. No, and I get that. See, when you're embracing the rebuild, there's nothing guaranteed you're going to be able to rebuild a championship team. Phoenix got a championship team in front of them, and so does Milwaukee. The only person who don't have that championship window right now is Portland. That's why they're well, the biggest losers because there's no guarantee when you rebuild. It's no guarantees. And it's no guarantee when you're putting together a roster, you're going to win a no, championship. <laughs> so at least at least you know you can rebuild, that you can rebuild. You got the assets too. Now the question is when you're trying to, you know, bank on these guys and draft right. the right pieces, that's, that's another topic of conversation. That's but you can topic. do what yeah, you're right. trying to do, which your goal is to rebuild. You actually are doing it. And they got yeah, they younger and cheaper. Build. They was they able see. to get rid of a 33-year-old guy in Dame or 32 years old in Dame. I think he's 33. Right. And 29 year old Nurkish for a guy in DeAndre Ayton who's 25 years old who doesn't have to play a back seat to superstars on a roster, he could kind of like grow into being the guy that we want to see. And also, real quickly, Cuzzo, they got Drew Holiday who they're going to flip for some more trade assets as well. So that's why, because we know that their goal is to rebuild, they're not thinking about championships right now. That's why I think they're the biggest winner. And plus, one more thing normally. When these guys say, if you trade me, it got to be here. We have to realize that his agent, I forgot his agent name, Dame. They try to shrink his market to Miami. And Miami wasn't giving them the package that they wanted. Normally, Anthony Davis got his way. James Harden got his way. Got his way. Kevin Durant yeah. got his way. But Dame didn't get his way. So they had a definite winners here because they got the best package that they could have gotten on the table. Right. Only thing I would say to that really quick is, no disrespect, that theory only going to hold true in the future. We won't know, right? Because if they did all of this and still bomb it, then they still was the biggest losers. I mean, Phoenix Suns could still bomb it. I mean, you got the Nuggets no, out there that just no, won a championship. But, but, right? but you will agree to this, that Phoenix got a shot to win a championship right now. You will agree to that, right? I mean, they have a shot to, to win a That's championship, yeah. But and at the end of the day, the, winners right, is not subjugated to only that, teams that's trying no, to contend. But until Portland built a championship team, we can't say they won yet. They have to do it. Now, clearly, they got the assets to do it, but they still got to do it. Phoenix got an opportunity with a chip. Milwaukee got an opportunity with a chip. We will all agree on that. If, if they do it, we don't know that. But they got an opportunity. Portland don't. Until they build a roster like that. So you didn't think they had an be opportunity before? Before Who? these moves? Who? Um, Port not Portland, um, Phoenix. Nope. Before they made all these nope. moves. Nope. Nope. I didn't think. And you know, I don't, I'm not big on Kevin Durant guy, but I didn't think they depth was good enough. And and, and I, I that's why I said I tag team with Zay because getting that depth is huge. We watched it in the playoffs. Devin now, let me ask you another question. Out. Let me ask you a few more questions, right? Obviously, I'm looking at the trade right now. I'm, I'm actually pulling up the trade right now. I just told a lie. I'm not looking at it, I'm pulling it up right now. Um, so when you look at the Suns, right? As I could open this up, I don't know why this thing is so little. All right, so they got. Nurkic, Grayson Allen, Nasir Little, and Keon Johnson. 
let's start off with Nurkic, right? Is he a better player than DeAndre Ayton? I understand no. why they moved on from Ayton. It's because of right. the contract. No. Don't I get it? But is he a better player? Mm-mm. Exactly. But he's a better. So, but hold on a second. He's a better fit. Individual player one to one. No, better fit with Phoenix. Absolutely. If Aiden is not going to be happy with his touches, he's not going to play with heart. He's not going to play with energy. He's not going to defend. He's not going to rebound. If you play with that type of attitude, I don't need you. And that's the type of attitude he was playing on Phoenix. But so to me, that's, that's more fit, that's more addition by subtraction. To me, that's more. Yeah. It doesn't make you significantly yeah. better. It's addition by subtraction. Right. My thing here is is that the Suns was already. I'm not, I'm not picking the Suns right now. I wasn't picking right. them before. I'm not picking them after. They're not the favorites to me. That would be the Denver Nuggets. But it's like they've been adding depth. They added that kid from Brooklyn that could shoot. Um, Montanave. They've been adding pieces throughout the offseason. Where I'm like, yo, how did they get these pieces? So they've been adding. They just added a right. few more, and that right. was it. But I think the biggest winner to me is Portland. But Zay, I'll let you get in here. I don't know how you want to slice it down the middle here with that. Um, you know, <clears throat> I am a big like, proponent of like roster rebuilding, reconstructing because um for years, I mean for years, I don't I don't to say years on the show. But we've been talking about Portland's roster construction for a while now in terms of they don't have enough around Dame. They didn't have enough around CJ McCollum. They didn't have right. the assets and the depth. And now that they're finally going towards a rebuild, um, you know, Portland now looks more primed to have future, um, like the, the rebuild a foundation, essentially. You add right. Andre Ayan, he's about to turn 25, and he's locked in for a couple years under that extension. You had mm-hmm. just some um, draft of School Henderson. <clears throat> you have Anthony Simons under the contract. So the Portland Trail Blazers are having a lot of young talent on their team currently with Chauncey Billups as head coach that's really going to hopefully mold them into something. So for me, Portland is the winner. But to say that Phoenix is like an, is also a big winner here is not a, is not a, a misdirection. You know, it's not a, oh, well, right. one or the other. Because the Suns, like I said, they snuck in here and was able to somehow, some way, Garner, gather Yusuf Nurkic, as we said, not better than Aiden, but better fit. But also a guy like Grayson Allen, who loves to do the gritty work. He's a dirty player, and he yeah. takes pride in that. And, and that's takes- something that his <laughs> sons needed. That yeah. sons needed that that um that Marcus Smart, that Dylan Brooks type of guy. Grayson edgy. Allen is in that cloth. He's that guy. I, yeah, I prefer, for me, he's a slightly less defender than Lou Dort, and but people don't give him that credit. That's a guy who's very gritty, and that's something that the Suns needed yep. because, as Lil said, when you look at that roster, the Phoenix Suns roster, before this trade, they didn't have gritty guys on this team. It was a lot of finesse guys, a lot of guys who score, a lot of guys who, who are looking, yep. you know, to just like score t- or take 20, 30 shot attempts, but not the guys who are out there trying to play 45 minutes and not look to shoot the ball. A guy that's out there just trying to defend hard and make sure the star player gets the ball. So now yep. that the Suns added guys like that on that team, that's another big winner. So I think for me, like Portland – and the Suns are like one A one B. You could pick who you want one A one B, but that the, and the Bucks and the Bucks you could argue too. So that's why I think this is one of those where three team trades where right. everybody got something they needed. I just think with Portland, they're known for not trading good. I mean, the moves that they made around Dame, Zay has question on this show and lit up. Right. And well, I can make the argument this was the best trade that they made in the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. So that's well, why to me they are the biggest winner. But just to be fair. Right, wasn't it 2019? They was in the Western Conference Finals, right? So the reason I, guess I say the that is a long time ago. Right, that's 2019. That wasn't that long. It's less than five years. The reason but we knew, that- we knew, but Cuzzo, I remember that year like it was nothing. We right. knew that there was only so, but so far they can go. Clear. You know but what I'm saying? But cousin, listen to what I'm saying. If they're not back in the Western Conference Finals in three years, what are we talking about? And I don't think they're going to be. 
we'll see what happens with school Henderson right. and development of those young guys and how they could fast track that rebuild. But sometimes you can't fast track a rebuild, but right, some rebuilds are longer and shorter than others. We'll see what happened with Portland. I want to go to the losers real quickly here. Yeah, if y'all could give me one loser, cuz you went first day. If you want to go, I'll go after you and then cuz you could bring some. Oh, uh, the biggest loser on this on this um whole draft trade uh was Miami Heat. They got very high, <laughs> they were very egotistical. Very, Pat Riley was it very egotistical. They didn't want to add Caleb Martin to the tr- to trade for Damian Lillard. Was Caleb Martin really that important of a guy to not trade for Damian Lillard? It's baffling. You're offering Tyler Hero, uh, Nikola Jokovic, uh, two first rounders for Damian Lillard, and then and then on top of that, go out there and say, go find a better offer. Like how how. Wow. How That's stubborn it. can you really be? Like how 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 high is your pride that you you can't add Caleb Martin? Like it, it doesn't make sense. You lost Gabe Vincent. You lost Max Schroes during the offseason. Two guys who were playing their life, their life like the life was on the line, like the rent was due against everybody in the playoffs going into the NBA Finals. You let those two guys walk, and then on top of that, you saying I'm not getting rid of Caleb Martin because he's not worth. Damian Lillard's not worth Caleb Martin. That's exactly the, the message I got. He's not worth all of that. That's the message I got Miami Heat was giving. And that makes zero sense. And a lot of Miami Heat fans are livid that yes. they let Damian Lillard slip through because this is not the first time. There's a many times. Bradley Beal was supposed to be go to Miami Heat. Didn't go. Yep. Kevin Durant supposed to go to Miami Heat. Didn't go. So there's multiple situations. There's a track record of Pat Riley not making significant moves for this Miami Heat team to bring over a superstar. It doesn't make any sense. Undrafted players, he got it. He, he knows how to find an undrafted player and bring them onto his roster and somehow, some way, squeeze a gem out of them. But outside of that, he can't bring over a superstar player to play for Miami Heat. The last person that came over and became a superstar was Jimmy Butler. Then that, that, then that trade, you could easily say, was even that much because he traded Josh Richardson and somebody else. Like it wasn't that significant right. of a trade. So you know, Miami Heat biggest losers. It's it's terrible. But I feel bad for that fan base, even though I don't like that fan base sometimes because they're a little uh, centric. But I feel bad for that fan base because they had Damian Lillard right there and he would. They were unable to make that happen. Hey, it's called the Miami Gardens for a reason, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but I would say this, right? My biggest loser is the Brooklyn Nets mm. for a couple reasons. And it's two reasons, and I'm gonna break down those two reasons. Number one, Portland showed everybody that you don't have to oblige by a star player's demands when he has four years left on a contract. Mm-hmm. Really, don't. like why all these teams are being bullied from trading for a guy who has four years left on his deal? I can understand, and I think it was Anthony Davis' situation. He had one year left on the deal before he requested out of New Orleans. So it's like, I, right, I'm, I'm taking a gamble for one year. You could leave. Kawhi Leonard, the same thing. He was going to be a free agent one year. I, right, it's risk involved. But when you are four years, when you have four years left on your deal, Trey, go ahead, bring a star and Dame over to Brooklyn. And number two, uh, I'm going to stay on number one. It's funny because Portland did not honor Dame's demands, as we all know. He wanted to go to Miami. It was Miami or bus, right? And they was like, nah. You know, we're not doing that. We're going to get the best package. We know with the Kevin Durant deal that they traded Kevin Durant to the preferable destination, which was Phoenix, that he wanted to go to, right? My thing here is, what did Kevin Durant do for this franchise that Dane didn't do for Portland? Because clearly Dane did a whole lot for Portland than what Kevin Durant did for this franchise in Brooklyn. And yet you honored his demands. 
Okay, think about it. What did Kevin Durant do for Brooklyn? Nothing. All right, pack you know people in the seats. Okay, cool. That was it. He actually gave you heartaches and headaches, and then you literally like the fools y'all are. Y'all been getting fleeced for the whole two decades and change. Okay, right with the Boston deal. And you traded Kevin Durant to Phoenix when you could have traded him to Boston and got you Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart. What are we doing here? So I think Brooklyn is a definite loser there. And part two is that why not trade for Dane? Why not use the package that you got for trading Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving and flexing that for a guy like Dane to help be the icing on the cake to this roster that is pretty stuck? We don't know whether they're not rebuilding clearly. And they're not contending clearly. They're in the middle of nowhere. They're in the wilderness, okay, like the Israelites in the Bible. Get a guy like Dame when you need a point guard. Ben Simmons is unreliable. He could have been in the deal to make the contracts match. You could have traded Cam Thomas, who you barely played. We know could score, but you barely played this guy. He could have went in that deal as well. Why not make the deal to try to give yourselves an opportunity to compete in the Eastern Conference, right? Miami was handicapped because they missed out on Dane. Milwaukee could have been handicapped as well, just returning the same guys they had. You could have just shot up there as a top four seed in the Eastern Conference, but no. So, yeah, I think they're the definite losers for me. Well, for me, this is real complex. Uh, My winner, it's like this. Milwaukee could be the biggest loser, or it could be the Knicks. Because I believe if Giannis signs back, then the Knicks is the biggest loser. Because I believe Giannis might have went to the Knicks. You understand what I'm saying? So if he signs back with Milwaukee, the Knicks are the biggest losers. I think he really was thinking about going to a bigger market. I think he figured, yo, I won a championship in Milwaukee. I did all I did in Milwaukee. And I deserve a big market. He told that he put the, the franchise on blast. Y'all don't do championship work behind me that I'm only about championships, I might bounce. So the bigger loser could be the Knicks, or it could be Milwaukee, and he leave anyway. Now, if he leave anyway, right, and say, no, I don't, I don't care, I'm still leaving, then the biggest loser is Milwaukee. So it's it's up and down. Because I, I, I really believe Giannis was coming to the Knicks. With Jalen Brunson and, 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 and Giannis, to me, it's a perfect match, just the way they play. It's, it was, to me, it was a perfect match. And with that type of market, and putting that type of pressure on the Knicks to actually have an opportunity to win a championship, this dude will be super, super big. And I think he kind of deep down wanted that. So if he stayed here with Portland, Knicks is the biggest loser. But if he leave, then, of course, it's Milwaukee. I got one more loser before we before we get up out of here with the next topic, right? Mm-hmm. I might go with the 76ers here. <laughs> you can make a legitimate case for this reason and this reason only. We know that two stars, superstars, that were throwing out smoke signals of being unhappy was Giannis and Embiid. And Giannis just got Dame. Right? And Giannis just got Dame. So you talk about all the James Harden situations right now going on and potentially him putting on the fat suit to begin the year. We know that if he don't get his way, it's his way or the highway. And he ain't showing up to work, guarantee it. Or he ain't going to play hard, guarantee it, if he does show up to work. So now that's only going to create a more mutual disconnect between Embiid and the front office to put a championship-level team together. Why not go and get Dane? If Tyrese Maxey, and I get he's a young, upcoming guard who's a star already. Upcoming is the one where he's a star already in the making, pretty much. But they sacrificed you holiday, which brought them more, a little bit more, especially when you talk about defense, to make that Dane deal work. 
you could have did the same thing. If Maxi was the biggest stumbling block to you getting Dame, you make that deal sending Maxi to Portland and doing a separate deal sending James Harden to the Clippers to get you some depth to go along with Dame. And you put out Dame and, and Embiid in the Eastern Conference to go and defeat Jamal Murray and Jokic in the Western Conference. You should have did that. So, yeah, I think the 76ers should be in this category as well. You know, real quick, I just want to respond to Freddie real quick. I think, you know, Giannis to the Knicks was more of a fantasy. It wasn't like, I don't think it was it was legitimate because of that. Because I don't, like, it. it they had a lot of names that's connected to the Knicks. They had Donovan Mitchell. They had Joel Embiid, mm-hmm. uh, Giannis. Mm-hmm. They talk about Luka Doncic. There's so many different right. guy names. And it's like, when right. it comes to the Knicks, it's always like, uh, I guess it possibly could have happened. But it, that's what it was. It was like more of like, no. I, I wish. <laughs> it was like a, a, a no. wish list, a wish you- list. That is spoken like a true Nick fan. That's exactly how you said that. Nah, it's a fact. (laughs) It's a fact. Sometimes our fantasies is a better life to live than our realities, if that makes sense. Right? Just like it Jets with Aaron Rodgers, even though Aaron Rodgers did come over there. We going somewhere? We going to win a Super Bowl? Okay. And then it's like the rug just got swept. Like, we cannot get something good. That's how I feel as a Knicks fan. We cannot get something good. And if we do get something good, they old. Yep. And pass a prime. So please like and subscribe for all the up to date content. We've been slinging shows left and right, slinging content left and right. Please don't miss anything. If you do, like, subscribe, leave a comment, leave a question, something you may want to answer, something you may have. It's all ideas are great ideas. Nothing's a dumb question.